looking for? Hello. I'm Elizabeth McGee, and you're listening to Savvy Citizen Podcast. Every single day, all around the nation, average people wake up and put themselves in not-so-average situations, possibly even life-threatening situations, all in the name of protecting the safety and welfare of people in their communities. Who are these people, you might ask? Well, I'll give you a hint. 256 of them are employed by Gaston County government. In today's episode, we talked to one such person, Gaston County Police Officer Leah Byram. It goes without saying, we want to live and work in safety. When something bad happens, say your car gets broken into, or you've decided to take action against an abusive partner, you know who to call. Officer Byram, who we're speaking with today, might even be the person who shows up at your door. But we wanted to know, what's it actually like for an officer on the front lines in Gaston County? Officer Byram invited us to ride along with her for a few hours. So we packed up our recording gear and put the show on the road. This is when you want to start, I guess. Yeah, are you recording? I'm recording. Okay, cool. Uh, so, Officer Byram, will you introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, my name is Leah Byram. I work with Gaston County Police Department. I've been with the department for about two and a half years now. And so right now we are in your police vehicle. Is this the one that you usually drive? It is, yes. We get assigned vehicles when we get released from training, and these are the vehicles we are assigned. And I have to say, jo- poor Josh is <laughs> our, <laughs> our sound guy. He's, he's squished in the back. Um. <laughs> Unlike many other counties, here in Gaston, we have a county police department that serves alongside city and town police departments. County police, municipal police, and the county sheriff's office all work together, but each has a defined role in keeping Gaston County safe. I took the opportunity to ask Officer Byram about how the roles these various departments play affect her policing, and what a typical day of police work looks like for her, and how she deals with the inevitable stress of the job. So you're county police, so what's your main, like what is your main stomping grounds and do you do stuff in the city of Gastonia? Because I know Gastonia has their own police force. Right, so our main stomping grounds are anything outside of any city limit in Gaston County. So the county, the rural part of Gaston County. Um, A good way to know if you're in the county is, especially at night, if there's no street lights, you're in the county. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that makes sense. Yep, so uh, that's our main stopping grounds. We can do things in the city and small towns, other city limits. Do you ever work with the city police departments if they need backup? We, yes, we do. We, um, We actually help each other a lot, especially for officers who work the down south area, which is south of 85, mm-hmm. um, we're right here borderline with the city limits. So right now we're driving on South York and it'll soon turn into York Highway, but we are just so close to um, where a lot of stuff happens here in the city. So we can 
can assist and they've asked us to assist before and even we've had them assist us okay with things like i said when we're right here at the city limit line um they've come over and helped us or if they're closer than us they'll jump in and help us so what's the difference between um county police and county sheriff What's the biggest difference? Yeah, like how, what, I know your duties are different, like the sheriff runs the jail. Correct. Um, but what are the other things that y'all do differently? I think our main difference, and um, it would be the criminal investigation aspect of it. Um, the sheriff deputies and those who work on the sheriff, they have the same exact powers as us if they're sworn just like us um, but like when it comes to investigating like different reports out in the county you know break-ins larcenies frauds those kind of things that's what we handle the sheriff they handle most of the civil aspect of it like you mentioned um, the jail the courthouse um, so they, they'll serve paperwork on people whether it be you know tax paperwork um, 50 C's, 50 B's. I know that in 50 B, that's domestic violence, right? Correct, domestic violence protection order. So I remember, I remember the sheriff's office showed us a graph of domestic violence papers served over the past like 10 years. And since the pandemic, the numbers are just through the roof. Like domestic oh, violence has yeah. been a huge spike in the past couple of years. Does that track with your experience? For sure. Domestics are probably the most common calls we go to. Really? Oh yeah. Um, like what? What would? What's a typical scenario for a domestic call? Oh gosh. So, kind of going back to, to answer that question, I'll say this job policing it's different every day. Yeah. <laughs> so you ask for kind of what's the standard? You you're just gonna be your basic your partners who are in an argument mm -hmm. it could be you know as simple as um you know arguing over i mean i kid you not like like the tv remote or something mm -hmm. you know and then it can escalate into assaults um and things of that nature mm -hmm. how do you it seems like this will it seems like it will be a difficult thing to deal with, you know, seeing assault or, um, I don't know, just seeing people at their worst every day on your part of your regular job. So how do you, how do you cope with some of the hard parts of your job? Um, I mean, you're right as far as, you know, typically when we're responding to people, they're, they're not at at their best. Mm -hmm. They're at a low, um, get whatever that circumstance may be. Um, but, I mean, as far as me trying to cope, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, try not to take it home with me after work. You know, don't let, don't think about too much or let it get me down. Mm -hmm. um, like our, um, natural reaction is to like want to help yeah and you know sometimes you just can't it's just yeah you just can't so you just you give the, you know as best advice and 
refer people and give them help that they need. But it's just like just try not to think about it when you go home. Yeah. For Officer Byram, becoming a police officer wasn't necessarily an obvious first choice for a career, but she found that it checked off the boxes of what she was looking for. So she decided to go for it. So you said you've been a police officer here at the county for two years? About two and a half, yes. Oh, awesome. So did you, is this your first policing job or how how did you come to be an officer with the county? So this is my first policing job. I didn't know this is what I wanted to do when I um, graduated high school. Um, I went into college undecided and kind of just going through the ropes and seeing kind of just testing it all out, testing out different um, majors. I've always had a love for dogs, um, and I thought maybe, you know, the canine route, you know, working with canines would be would be something that I would enjoy. Uh-huh. So, yeah, because one of the d- police divisions is animal care and enforcement. Yes. So that's what you were thinking about. Well, you know, we have the canine unit. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's the sworn side of oh, Okay, of yeah. It. Um, so I knew in order to work with canines, whether it be like training them or working alongside of them as your partner, um, I didn't really know exactly, but, uh, it was either probably military or law enforcement was my best, best routes to get into that. Uh Um, and since then has, have my goals changed a little bit? Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> you know, people change, you grow, you get into the job, uh-huh. and you figure out what you like. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, opportunities are endless. It's just what you what you put hard work into and figure out what you want to do. Yeah. So, what are your favorite parts about this job? Myself, Adam, 70. Favorite parts about this job would be... Definitely seeing like the results of your hard work, mm-hmm. um, whether that's you know helping out you know a family in need. Um, you know sometimes it is getting the bag off the street, you know taking them to jail. Um, but I think really what has been really good for me here at the county is like the camaraderie we have. Mm-hmm. It's super important to have that when you have it when you're in a job like this because you do talk you talk about like the tough times. Yeah. And having the people that you work alongside with and they go through the same thing so you can talk to them and they understand it. Mm-hmm. Um so uh it that's really good to have. While we were riding around, duty called. Officer Byram had to take a break from the interview to serve a warrant. We caught up with Officer Byram's partner, Officer Pittman, to discuss the logistics. We'll see what we're gonna do about this warrant service. So we're about to, you're about to serve a warrant? Yes. So this is Officer Pittman. Hi, Officer Pittman. On our way to serve the warrant, Officer Byram explained that 
Unknowns are just a part of the job. You have to be prepared for the unexpected every day. It's like even with our knowns, they're unknown. Yeah. So it's like, I know I'm pulling over this vehicle. I know that the tag registered to the vehicle is the tag that belongs to the vehicle. Mm -hmm. The person inside, if it's daytime and I'm able to see, like maybe if I get beside them, I can see if it looks like the registered owner, you need to pull up their information through DMV. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not. At night, super, you're like, well, I don't know if it's that person or not. Yeah. Especially if they have tenant windows, you're like totally, you know, just whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, so, you know, and then walking up to the vehicle, you know, so when you do a traffic stop, when you're going through training, you're taught known risk traffic stops and unknown. So your known are going to be like this person. Speaking of unknowns. Assaulted, oh, County Adam 80, Adam 62 alarm. 62. Adam 80. Get an alarm here. Alarm. Officer Byram received an alert that an alarm at an apartment building had just gone off. What's an alarm? Adam 80 direct. So an alarm, you know, like this is, appears to be a residential alarm. See, Adam 80, you guys can disregard. They're giving us a different address now. Okay. Adam 80 direct. So now it just got disregarded. They got an updated address. So I think it's going to be in the city limits of Dallas. So basically an alarm went off at an apartment building and now we're just responding to make sure no one broke in. Um, typically, our, most of our alarms are going to be a false alarm or an alarm error. Um, but you do have those alarms where people have broken in and and the nice thing about, like I said, this CAD system I was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. um, it's got a mapping system. So you're able to see all of Gaston County. Yeah, like I, what, whole, do, what do all these pins mean? I see a bunch of green pins. So when you saw the active calls, uh -huh. that's what it's showing you, the location of the active call. Okay, so, so when, you push, when you touch the pin, it shows what type of call it is, the location, and the status. Correct. And can you see which officer is dealing with it? You can, um, for example, like at the schools, we'll look at Ashbrook. You've got, it tells you which SRO, school resource officer, is there. Oh, cool. So you've got your green pen and then their vehicle, which is their locate, which is their, also their CAD like mine, because we have GPS system. Mm -hmm and it shows where we are at all times, which is good yeah. for your partners and supervisors to know. Yeah, so when you say partner, what, what do you mean partner? So Officer Pittman, he's my partner, mm -hmm. um, Officer Taylor and Officer Miller. Those are my, I would say, immediate partners. Um, those are the people who respond to calls with me. Um, I do work down south, anything below 85 from the Cleveland County line to the Mecklenburg County line. Okay. As we were speaking, I noticed how calm and collected Officer Byram was, despite constant radio chatter and the prospect of danger around any corner. 
Officer Byram kept it cool as she educated us about the location features of the software that she uses and the ways in which partners work together. We pulled up to the residence where the warrant was to be served. We're getting out here on this warrant service. All right. Yep. So Officer Byram and Officer Pittman are walking up to um, a home to serve a warrant. Stand by. Officer Byram's walking up to the door. They've just walked around back behind the, the home. So what, what happened? So no luck, no one came to the door. Um, so no luck here. On to the next task. <laughs> it's always the next thing. Yes. <laughs> and it's always an unknown what the next thing is gonna be. Uh-huh. Um, so you said earlier that you work 12 hour days. Yes. So what is that like? So you, do you get up at like five in the morning and then work until so our duty times are 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. or 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And at the county police, we rotate shifts every two weeks, which means we'll work um, 14 days of day shift, then rotate to 14 days of night shift. Is that hard to flip back and forth between yes. <laughs> daytime and as a new police officer, Officer Byram went through weeks of training to prepare for the job. After basic training ends, there's always something new to learn. Continuous education is a routine part of the county police department culture. So what, what, is, what was training like for you? So for me, um, you know, you have those I think it's about four to five months of basic law enforcement training, which is at Gaston College. Mm -hmm. Is that required to be a Gaston County police officer? Yes, to be a police officer in North Carolina. Okay. Um, it is under the North Carolina criminal justice standards. Um, and um, you have to go through that training to be sworn. And um, what kind of things do you learn about in that training? So that is pretty much, you've got book work, you have scenarios, and then you have physical like fitness compartments, tests. yes. So you learn, you know, anything from, you know, criminal law to um, criminal investigations, learn about the different kind of drugs, mental health, mm -hmm. we have a block of mental health. Um, pretty much it, I mean, it's just everything that you deal with on your daily routine um, on patrol just kind of shortened into the academy. And then you have, you know, you mentioned the physical fitness test. Are there trainings, additional trainings that um, the county police does? 
on its own. So um, there's new, so there's numerous of different trainings. Um, you know, when you, like I said, uh, you know, my first interest was canines. Um, not to say that still is an interest, but you know, there's other areas at this police department, such as you know, detectives, special investigations, and so on. Um, so you can gear your trainings towards preparing yourself to like um, put in or apply for those positions okay. when there's openings. Um, so. Gaston College, any of these community colleges in North Carolina um, have trainings for us. Um, you know, like death investigation training, um, drone training. Um, I'm going to a courtroom sub survival training at the end of October. The ability to share information quickly and efficiently is a crucial piece of the public safety puzzle. Police officers are juggling several types and sources of information each day, from facts about active calls, GIS data, legal information, and more. One of the most critical sources of information for police officers are also on the front lines, telecommunicators. So your computer and your radio are your lifeline in this job. Uh-huh. Um, Telecommunicators, the communication center, like they just don't get enough credit. We have one telecommunication center, right, that services fire, police, EMS. Yes, they service every, I'm, there's a lot of agencies. Um, I can't give you a specific number, but I know it's double digits, like more than 50, I'm pretty sure. So it's not just county police. Correct. Yeah. You, they dispatch for city police, county police, Dallas, um, Belmont, Granlow, Lowell. Wow, that's already. That's a lot. just the yeah. That's just the police side. Then, like you said, you've got multiple fire agencies. Yeah. Um, EMS, your basic units, and your paramedics. But yeah, they they have a really hard job. They do. They are you know the first people to hear you know whatever the call may be um you know if it's a cardiac arrest or an assault or you know they're the call takers they're receiving that first hand information and then giving it to us which comes through yeah. the cad um and then you know when we're doing traffic stops you know if we have to run people for warrants or anything like that they're the ones assisting us with that um they're they're checking us status checks which are, you know, if we go out on a call, which you probably heard when we went out on that warrant service uh -huh. not too long ago, okay, they're like, are y'all 10-4? And we're like, 10-4, yeah. you know, it's important to check up on officers to make sure that everything's good and, you know, they don't need assistance or whatever the case may be. Because, um, you know, when an officer doesn't answer the radio, it's, it's, it's important to make sure you get them to answer their yeah. radio. Uh-huh. That's how I'll put that. Uh, yeah. Safety. Um, yes, yeah, safety. Yeah. 100% safety. Yeah. The community that the officer serves also plays a vital role in spreading information about public safety. 
So, okay, here's a topic switch. <laughs> yeah. So, um, can you talk a little bit about some trends in policing right now? Like, I know I've heard the term community policing a lot. Do you, can you define that or attempt to? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so we actually do have like specific community police officers. Uh-huh. Like that's their title. Um, but I, w I mean, we, we can do that job just like they can. Yeah. Any police officer can be a community oriented police officer. So what does that mean? So what that means is basically just like engaging with your community um, doing that special check, you know, driving by that house, you know, say, you know, following up with people, you know, getting out, talking with people in neighborhoods, just saying, hey, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be like, cause anyone's in trouble. It's just to simply get out, you know, developing a personal relationship Correct. with the people. Yes. Creating that rapport with people. Um, letting them know, you know, we are here, we're here to serve you and your community. So it's just building that community engagement. Um, we have our, those community police officers that I mentioned earlier, they go out throughout like neighborhoods in the county uh -huh. um, and have, because most neighborhoods have like community watches. Are you familiar with those? Yeah, it's like just people in the neighborhood yeah, who are like just watching out you know hey like this, this is suspicious you know we'll call the police you know mm -hmm. have them check it out um which is like i mean super helpful for us you know because like back to us investigating cases yeah another part of our investigation um resources that we use is like canvassing neighborhoods mm -hmm. so does this neighbor have a camera or were they out you know just sitting on the front porch that evening heard saw anything like that um so it's good to have those people um, who, who can help work together. Yeah, to for sure. Keep We're all safe. like working together. Yeah, to keep keep the community safe. Mm -hmm. In recent years, there's been a big effort to increase police transparency and build trust with the community. Officer Byram explained how her body cam works and how proper documentation plays an important part and helping to protect both officers and the public. Um, so they'll go, those community officers will go out to those meetings and give them numbers, you know, you know, this happened in your neighborhood or this many like special checks, that kind of thing. A special check is just us simply, you know, driving by, sitting in your neighborhood for a little bit, typing a report, mm -hmm. um, and we're just, and putting it into our CAD. Yeah. So it just, it just shows that we were there. Mm -hmm. um, it's just another way just to document that. Speaking of documentation, every officer wears a body-worn camera, correct? Correct. So tell me a little bit about that equipment. So the body-worn camera, um, we are to activate it anytime we come in contact with someone from the public. Mm -hmm. So that way just it holds you as officer accountable and just everyone just knows it just is there for your, it's really there for your protection, mm -hmm. I would say, for everyone's protection. Um, we have, a, there's this mode. It's like a sleep mode. You can see it, that little moon. Oh yeah. So if I double tap here in the middle, which is the activation button, uh -huh. 
I double tap it, it will turn it on. Um, and then you also have a another mode where it's just on all the time. Uh huh. Um, and that, if you have that on, it'll get the last 30 seconds. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so like if I started it now, it would take like our conversation 30 seconds back. Oh, wow. And then what happens to the footage? So we have, we were issued these cords, uh -huh. and I can show you our um, like system. So this is the app that we use, and it will, you know, tell you whose body camera it is, uh -huh. the battery, and uh, what firmware it is, but it shows. Oh yeah, that's the house that you visited earlier today. Correct. So I did a traffic stop earlier today. Um, so there's my traffic stop and you've got to label them so um, that way it can be saved to the cloud and it can be stored for whatever amount of years or months that it's allotted. Uh -huh. Like specific, specific categories, um, you can see them there. Oh yeah. Um, like your traffic stops, your DWIs, your death investigations. Um, you know, your typical calls for service, whether or not, you know, you referred someone to the magistrate or, you know, um, it was your a criminal investigation, whatever the case may be, you categorize it and it gets saved for whatever that a lot of time is under that category, if that makes sense. Yeah. So basically all your videos are tagged and you can on the back end you could see how many citizen complaints or how many dwis correct were yep. logged yeah officer byram shared her outlook on stereotypes about police and how she goes out of her way to bust those stereotypes if you had the opportunity to like bust some stereotypes about police officers, what would you say? Which myths would you, or stereotypes would you want to bust? You know, the, like, um, I mean, you know, cops are pigs. We're not. You know, I'll, I'll talk about, like, a personal experience, like, while on the job. Okay. Um, I had this I ran to somebody and they were saying how they were like scared of police, you know, they were never treated right. I said, well, I mean, in dealing with me as a police officer, I mean, have I treated you unfairly or anything like that? And they're like, no, you're right. I mean, I shouldn't base all my experiences off that one experience, which is super normal and human to do that. Yeah. You know, if you have a bad experience, whether it's in the Walmart line or, you know, at the doctor's office, you know, you're just like, it just kind of like turns you off. And you're like, what in the world? Yeah. But, you know, give give us a chance um, because I know everybody that I work with are good people and we're gonna treat you with respect and treat you fairly. Um, but I mean, that's probably, I guess, you know, like all cops are bad or cops are pigs. We're not. We're human just like everyone else. And we're not perfect. 
and we do make mistakes. Um, if we make a mistake, we'll do our best to fix it. Um, you know, it's not, when you do the same, it's like, it's weird because it's like you do the same thing every day, but you don't. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, when you're typing in things, you know, let's say you're typing in a tag to run while you're driving on the road, and you put like a tag number, like you mix up of two letters mm -hmm. and you switch them. So it looks like it's a wrong tag I on a vehicle. You know, you pull them over, you thought you had something else, but it turned out to be completely, they, you know, gave you the information, you know, this is why I stopped you. And they're like, wait, what? You know, I've got my information I can show you. It's like, you're right, that's my fault. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, when I first got released, you know, I did that once. Um, mistakenly, you type, you know, typed a letter in place of another letter. Uh -huh. um, and that's just, we're human. I mean, there's not to say you've never sent like a text or an email, you know, and it just like either auto-corrected or you, you mistyped a letter or you read a message wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you say, you're right, you know, have a nice day and you send them on their way. Yeah. Um, my encounters with people, this is just me talking to, yeah. I'm always going to be respectful to you. Um, I would hope you would be respectful back to me. Um, most of the dealings that I have had with people, very respectful, typically don't give me any problems. Um, and even though the, even the hard ones to do with sometimes, it's like you want to be, you want to be the person to, because you are held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, you always want to keep that calm and collectedness about you um, and not let it get to you. Mm -hmm. As a police officer, there's there's some element of like you hold the public trust. You're, you're responsible for keeping the public safe. Um, and can you describe it, you know, from your own experience, how do you see the responsibility to the public? Like what do you, what is what drives you in terms of duty as a police officer? Duty to the public. To protect the citizens. Doing your job with due diligence is really the best way I feel like I can answer that. Yeah. Um, taking each call at a time and whether that's, you know, investigating it or, you know, trying to find help for somebody is just taking your time doing your due diligence and trying to get the best outcome for everybody well said Thanks. <laughs> i'd like to thank officer byram for bringing us along for the ride and for giving us such an intimate insight into what it's like to do her job also, thank you to Assistant Chief Gench and Captain Rollins for helping us coordinate this episode. Until next time, I'm Elizabeth McGee, and you've been listening to the Savvy Citizen Podcast.